Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Watch your back, Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. I'm Captain Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager. Captain Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager. Welcome. The Greatest Generation, it's a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys just a little bit embarrassed about having a Star Trek podcast. I'm Adam Pranica. I'm Ben Harrison, dreading this one. Why are you dreading this? You love these. I do. I mean, I think that it's funny that we've done this to ourselves. (laughs) I take no responsibility for this. This is the game board. The game board has, yeah, but we, you know, we, we signed up for the game board and then the game board fucks us over from time to time. Yeah. I've been trying to... uh, yeah, you know, uh, after the holidays, like watch what I'm eating. Sure, dial back the the drinky drinks a little bit. Yeah, a little peek behind the pod. Uh, we just started January. Yeah, th- just got out of the holidays. This is the first greatest gen we're recording of the year. First greatest gen we've recorded in weeks after a long break. Getting back on the pod horse in a big time way today. I mean, it's a double barrel episode, and la- yeah. last time didn't even mention that. <laughs> last time we got together, uh, I think it was my role, and and we did hit the Mornhammered square on the board. So yeah, we are going to be doing a power hour today. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I feel like I'm a bit of a cheap date right now because for like weeks and weeks I've been drinking barely at all. How is that possible? Like. <laughs> You, you didn't drink barely at all during the holidays? Well, so... You must have had great holidays, Finn. Mid-December, I started having... I don't know if indigestion... Is indigestion and heartburn the same thing? I'm 40. I should know these things. Yeah, you're going to want to know what those symptoms are when you take them to a doctor. I'm having the kind of heartburn that like keeps me up at night because it mm. it's like painful when I'm like lying down. And so I'm like... I basically have found that if I don't eat spicy food and I don't drink, those symptoms go away. So Yeah, but what kind of life do you have at that point? Exactly. Like so <laughs> basically since Hanukkah I've been on the bland no booze diet. I mean, which I mean one of those was a an essential quality to a Jewish holiday, right? <laughs> oh, coming in hot. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, I mean uh you know, um I think that my my tea is probably a, b- a little bit lower than it it was before the holidays, you know? I'm shocked to hear this. I thought you'd be having self-defense beverages and spicy food the whole way through. Yeah. It's, sadly, it's the opposite. Um huh. I've been doing okay, so we'll see. I mean, this is actually a good experiment. Does drinking a totally irresponsible amount of drinks in one sitting get me back into the bad place, W slash R slash T, my esophagus? Yeah, we're going to need your throat in good shape for the years <laughs> ahead, Ben. I, I'm saying this not only as your friend, but uh, as your business partner right, in this right. thing. We must preserve that voice. Ever since last week's very early uh, recorded show where my voice was super deep, people have been calling me mm. the other throat goat. And uh, <laughs> and I want to keep that moniker, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I might even lose the other. <laughs> it's cleaner that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> you think I've unseated Nancy Reagan? Just say no. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that for you. Wow. <laughs> How are you feeling, buddy? I'm doing fine, Ben. I have been drinking throughout the holidays. <laughs> and I sort of have approached this episode from the opposite direction. Like, I was looking forward to taking it easy in January with the consumption mm -hmm. and all the rest. I can't seem to take a break. <laughs> I've had out-of-town friends come in uh, before, during, and after the holidays. I've got more coming yeah. the weekend after this one. I don't know when I'll be taking a break in all the ways that I probably need one. Yeah. Break from the show? Great. <laughs> break from everything else? Did not happen. <laughs> so that's where I'm at Wow. with this supersized episode. Yeah, so this is, uh, I don't think I realized when we, when we were uh, talking about this episode last week that this is a two-parter. It's listed as episodes nine and 10, but then it just plays as a full hour and 25 minutes of Star Trek. We did that classic thing. We thought we were doing one episode, and then the realization hit us that this is actually two episodes, really. Yeah. A fact that Wendy did warn us about weeks ago. <laughs> I can't remember things. I can't either. You know, the part of Greatest Gen, where we're both not just early 40s, but like mid to late 40s, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a trip. <laughs> All we're missing is the ocean breeze coming off the Gulf. I forgot to go to the grocery store uh, on my lunch break yesterday. And my wife came home and said, you didn't go to the grocery store? And I was like, have you met me? I don't remember to do stuff that I need to do. Yeah, I, I haven't remembered anything in 15 years. I <laughs> live a list-based lifestyle. <laughs> I've outsourced all my memories. I think I'm going to start this one off right with a, a couple of broads, Adam. Oh, good call. As ever, our thanks to the Broad Electrolyte Vitamin Company, a uh, company that exists only to serve <laughs> us and the FODs that we <laughs> hip to their offer codes. Mm. Uh, okay. Let's see, how are we going to do the, the timer on this? I guess we just uh, do it on our system because we're recording remote today. I can agree to honor system drinking. I've committed myself to drinking very hard. I've got a regulation size shot glass here, straight from Super Bowl XLV III. Mm, that was one of the great ones. <laughs> and uh, the first alcohol I will be opening for this purpose is from the Boss Meadery. Oh, shoot. I am going to do my power hour with cherry hammer smashed boss meadery mead. This straight from Madison, Wisconsin. I also uh, chilled down my bottle of boss mead hammer smashed cherry. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, scared, but because uh, I've never I've never really done a, a mead based power hour. But uh, I mean, I don't think anyone has. This, yeah, this may be a first. Uh, we're making history today live on videotape. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's do this first shot together. Oh, look at this color. It's beautiful. It's, it's very pleasant. It's a beautiful rosy color. I'm going to take a picture of this for the FODs. Pretty nice. It smells like cherry vinegar, which I think is uh, <laughs> what mead should, should smell and taste like. Yeah. Um, okay. We're just setting a, a one-hour timer, right? So it's 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 a shot a minute 
for 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. Let's synchronize the uh, the one-hour timer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Once we start, we're going to hit this shot, and then we're going to come back with Star Trek Voyager Season 7, Episode 9 and 10, Flesh and Blood. Three, two, one, start. Reverse course. Unless you've got something a little bigger in your torpedo tubes. I'm not turning around. Hey, pretty good. I like boss mead. It's good. Oh, I wish I had more bottles of this. <laughs> so we've got some some Banes, and they're hunting in the woods. And uh, there's sort of a, we know how these guys work. There's the alpha and the betas. And the beta seems like he's kind of a teen. He's like a teen Bane. Teen Bane. Yeah, I like that. He's uh, He's gentle. He's like the kid who does not want to shoot the deer, you know? Yeah, like th- this is the first time I feel like we've seen any Herogen that aren't battle-hardened. And yeah. I like the kind of expanding Herogen cinematic universe. Yeah, I mean, it's unclear whether or not it's father-son or student-master or whatever, but it's definitely uh, born to get hard and born to get soft <laughs> is what we got here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy hasn't wrestled his trembles into rages as yet. No. And they're they're hunting something. This guy, the the younger one, Teen Bane, can't get a fix on how many people they're hunting. But instinct tells his older companion that it's four, maybe five. This is fun cinematography. They're, you know, the camera's kind of swinging and floating around in this Sears Garden Center. They're tracking and tracing through the jungle. And I think it's... It's student Bane gestures to uh, to Master Bane. No water? <laughs> and Master Bane is like, uh, wait till you see the pond. <laughs> <laughs> and then up from this pond rises wet starfleets. <laughs> and they absolutely unload on these two guys. These two Banes get executed by Simon Tarsus. I think we found the man. I... Could not help but laugh at how how many shots go into these Banes. It's insane. Like, we cut to the wide shot on the Banes. We usually reserve that for ships, but... You remember when RoboCop is executed in the factory? Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, four cackling gang members, like, (laughs) reloading their weapons to kill RoboCop. (laughs) It's a lot. It sure is, and... um... Yeah, these these guys go down hard. They're fucking dead, man. These are these were not phasers set to stun. RSVP, Master Bane, and uh, Student Bane. <laughs> so that's our cold open. And when we come back from theme, the first scene is in Six Bay, where Chakotay is hearing out Doctor Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. On a request for a leave of absence. He wants to go to a conference, and uh, that just seems too dangerous to Chakotay. In the Star Trek context, you absolutely don't want to grant conference privileges to anyone at any time. It's too dangerous. (laughs) But in the, I'm working a job and I kind of need a break, but I'm not going to ask for vacation instead I'm going to ask for a conference sort of context. Yeah. This is something I've done before. Oh, absolutely. You got to. My wife has been in government service for most of her legal career, so there hasn't been a lot of like that sort of paid vacation-esque 
trip to a continuing legal education conference, but sure, she's got her eyes on one in New Orleans next year, and I'm like, ooh, baby, let that New Orleans trip happen. <laughs> the doctor does try to spin it as a thing that's good for everyone and not just him, but he does such a poor job of it that Chakotay is just not game. I'm sorry, doctor. It's just not practical. You can tell at the end of this scene that, the, like, that's just fucking it for Dr. Mark. <laughs> He's done with these motherfuckers. <laughs> I did not see this last straw coming. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. <laughs> I mean, like, I love the discussion of, like, whether it's even practical. Like, what do you want us to do? Park here while you go back two weeks and attend this conference? Like, this is insane. This is the part that hurts. Like, Chakotay basically restates the request in terms that would affect the entire ship and describe what the ship would have to do in a way that's pretty hurtful. Yeah. it uh, It's just too much to ask. It's not practical. So it is in the middle of the big city turndown that they uh, <laughs> get called from the bridge uh, that they're receiving a Herogen distress call. And uh, that's going to be something that Chakotay needs to go look into. So uh, we'll we'll finish this later, but it's a no. What did you understand the Herogen relationship to be at this point? Because I thought it was, like, good. Yeah. Like, I didn't think this would be dangerous to respond to this distress call at this moment, right? Right. They they kind of paid for their freedom from Herogen harassment, uh, which is weird because that's a vocal warm-up we both do before we get on the show. Freedom from Herogen harassment, freedom from Herogen sure. harassment. At the end of that two-parter where the Herogens were Nazis and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like they're they're responding to the distress call by going to the aid of the Herogen that sent it. And uh, this is great for Ch- Chakotay. He gets to do an away mission. They beam over there, and it's like it's a Herogen like training facility space station. So they beam over into a... Sears Garden Center environment, and they split up, and Tuvok finds corpses, Seven finds a batleth. That batleth kind of made it look like the tree was bleeding, but then they say it's Herogen blood, and they're like, God, I didn't know that they could look this much like trees. What a cunning (laughs) hunting technique they've adapted. Great moment. Yeah. (laughs) I love how the Dustbuster Club arrives in a place they know to be a space station and yet appears to be a jungle area, and this doesn't bump them at all. (laughs) It doesn't seem like a a move that the Herogen would pull. Like, let's grow a lush jungle inside of a a space station. doesn't seem like... It seems very unusual, yeah. Yeah, a thing a hunter species would get up to. Sure. They pick up a lone survivor on a tricorder, and this survivor starts shooting. And no amount of yelling by the Dustbuster Club gets through to this guy, that they're there to help. Yeah, They're not trying to fight him. This guy's yelling at them to stay away. And Tuvok does that thing where, where he, he peels off and goes around to the back and just neck pinches this guy to the ground. Flanking neck pinch. I love it. I got a question for you. Is this Herogen naked? Oh, so... 
His clothing does have a texture that's really similar to his loaf, but I do think he's wearing a shirt and pants combination. Really? Because he's not like hanging dong or anything. This is like what would happen if if you or I wore like light beige colored shirt and underwear. Like it would read kind of nude. Right. Like if you ever see a lady like wearing yoga pants that are too close in tone to her own skin color, it's like it's distracting. All right. I'm just going to say it. I, I might have had a half a bottle of meat in me. <laughs> I think that's confusing. <laughs> and I prefer different colors than those. <laughs> if you're asking what my opinion is, I would prefer to be confronted by people who don't look naked in the street. Um, that's all I'm saying. So so you think that this band should select a different yoga attire? Oh, no. Now it makes it sound like, oh, no. <laughs> It's the mead talking, Ben. Mm. You always blame it on the mead. So we are 10 minutes into this power hour, and I think I'm pouring my last shot of mead. Oh, geez. I think I've missed a couple. I am, uh, I'm down to, I think, three more. Okay. If I were to count. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly slug these back. I really want to be on your level. <laughs> Have I told you what's going on at my house? <laughs> <laughs> that would make you want to be on my level? No. <laughs> so uh, my wife double striped for COVID this morning. <laughs> Which means I'm living in the studio, man. Oh, no. Whoa, I'm living here. Oh, day one. <laughs> uh, the day that you're most needed to to prepare soup and, and provide. Uh, yeah. Oh, but she does, she doesn't want comfort. When she's you sick. know what? Good job by you remembering that trivia about my wife. Yeah, she does not want doting. <laughs> and so I am out here. She's a no doubt. doting. She's, she's a never dote. Yeah, she truly is. Uh, hey, you got you to gotta wait for me to finish this bottle, man. I got several more shots to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our thanks to the kind folks at the Boss Meadery for getting this power hour off to the right start but like what are you putting in it that makes adam talk like this yeah i hope they're taking this as a commercial and not <laughs> a thing that destroys their company <laughs> i do like this mead quite a bit I, I would drink again for sure yeah of course it's locked in but listen to me very carefully because i'm only going to say this once so this neck pinch uh, earns this guy a trip to the ER. The rest of the away team, still in this environment, like pushes some vines aside on a screen that's got L cars on it. What the fuck? They hit a couple buttons on this thing, and the uh, the environment goes away. I love this effect. So good. <laughs> because it just reveals the one big room that this starbase is, and all of the dead Herogens on the floor. It's a holodome. It's a hollow yeah. ship. They should park it under a lake. Dead erogens on the floor. <laughs> Dead erogens on the floor. Dead erogens on the floor. <laughs> Perhaps the single most foolish thing I've ever done on this show, Adam. My uh, my remaining cans uh, to finish out the power hour are apple cider. So I'm doing a mead slash cider power hour. 
I'm down to my last shot of mead. Definitely happy I started out that way. Unclear whether I will appreciate what I'm going to next. What I have are two 16-ounce cans sent in by viewers. Oh, shoot. We've always said it. The most dangerous thing a podcast host can do is (laughs) drink what has been sent to them. Ben, I've got two cans from the Bald Man Brewing Company. Okay. What I have is the Rocktoberfest Merzen Lager. That's this one I'm showing you and the viewers. Wow. And I've got Hot Summer Nights Blonde Ale. It's Raspberry Lemon Blonde Ale. And I wonder which one I should start and end with. Oh, man. I couldn't tell you. I kind of feel like I want to have the Merzen Lager and then end with the fruit. Mm. Yeah. That sounds good. Is that enough? Two 16-ouncers after the 500-mil bottle? Is that going to get us there? I'm not I'm not doing math for you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do my best. I've got warm spotted cow not far from me. <laughs> if that's where it goes, that's what I deserve. Uh so um yeah, there's 43 dead banes and they were all killed with a quad style webs. We got to have webs. He's the key. Boy, this is just very disturbing to Janeway. She has a walk and talk with Chakotay. Where, you know, it's a, you know, this is why you don't give away technology. You don't know what people are going to do with it. They had holodeck stuff, but they turned off all the safeties and they modified it. It was no good. You know, what's an unusual quality to this episode is how it takes a long, long time for Voyager to feel in danger from any of this. This doesn't seem like a threat to them. No. This seems like a mystery to solve, you know? Yeah. We're still in mystery mode, and their next stop is Six Bay, where this Bane refuses to be treated by the doctor because the doctor is a hollow, and he doesn't believe that uh, Janeway and Chakotay are not also hollows. This is a great scene. He's throwing pots and pans around. He's like... I'm surrounded by hollows. And Jane was like, no, you're not. And then he wings a, a bedpan at the doctor and it, and it flies right through him. And he's like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Then how do you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> Great comedy moment there. Good stuff. Uh, so they asked the doctor if he would do them the kindness of turning himself off for a while. And they're like, hey, like, sorry, you're so afraid of hollows. I'm... Catherine Janeway, uh, we rescued you from that thing. And he's like, whoa, you're Janeway? I've been meaning to talk to you. This is Voyager. <laughs> Looks like our reputation preceded us. I have some notes. Yeah. So this guy, this wimpy Herogen guy, he hates holograms because he was the last one standing. He was a technician at their training facility, got overrun by enraged holograms and... Uh, all the safety protocols got turned off, and that's that's how everybody got killed. Look at all this head on my shot. Oh, wow. I don't have any head on my, uh, I guess, because Cider doesn't really do do head. No. I'm, uh, I'm reminded of that video from the, the bar rescue guy teaching us how to pour a beer properly. Oh, right. The, you got to put it at an angle, right? I can't do that with a shot glass. Yeah, but you can't do it because you're not pouring enough. 
Bar science teaches you that the head on a beer releases enough carbon dioxide that you won't burp after drinking it. Is that what's going on? That was the point of his video. He's like, you actually do want to glug, 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 glug it into the glass. You want a big frothy head because all of that head is going to be in the glass instead of in your tum-tum. Yeah. Making you burp. I mean, this is a burp-based show, so I don't think we're going to be able to avoid that here. This is, yet again, a fucking project for Wendy. I'm so sorry, Wendy. We're... 18 minutes into this power hour as of this moment. Fuck. You know what? Wendy is going to Sketchfest. All the drinks on us. <laughs> She's not buying a single drink at Sketchfest. Yeah, your money's no good in San Francisco, Wendy. Where are we? Oh, so they get uh, they get set upon by other Banes that have been replying to this uh, this distress signal. And they just roll in shooting. Yeah. Which I guess is because they make the assumption that like, okay, here's one of our things and here's somebody else. We'll assume that the somebody else was attacking our thing and just attack them. Right. Uh, the distress is coming from outside the station. Right. And so uh, Janeway gets on the phone. She's like, hey, guys, what the fuck? We're trying to help your guys. Yeah. And in typical Bane, you know, surliness they're like just give us our people and go was it surprising to you how much of a uh, a strategic mismatch a bane's ship was for voyager it, it seems as though it was just janeway's choice to disable them whenever she wanted yeah well this one seems like it's a much littler bane ship than some of the ones later in the episode so maybe it's mm. just a like a pound a for pound <laughs> Yeah, we've got teen banes, we got baby banes, we're all gonna all different kinds of banes. They got a baby, 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 baby. Julie's baby back Roll that around your mouth. That's fun, eh? Finally, I mean, this is what happens, right? You're more up for diplomacy once your weapons are destroyed. So they decide to answer the FaceTime at that point. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, I'm responding to the distress call. I want the survivor you've got. Return him. Now. He's in no condition to be transported. I love an embarrassed Bane captain, you know? Like, this is definitely like a humiliating circumstance for this guy to be in. And he's like also humiliated by uh, the the technician that they have in the sick bay. Like, he's like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, you're making us look really bad here. And he's like, I'm not a hunter. I'm not like you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy, like the disparity between them is so apparent here because these Banes are invited into the Six Bay to visit with this Herogen they got in there. And no one is happy with the way this guy acted in the face of danger back on that station. Yeah, and he hasn't even told them the worst part yet. Yeah, the worst part is that the holograms that were on the station transferred their programs to a ship with hollow emitters and they got the fuck out of there. They're gone, baby, gone. This was exactly the moment in the episode where I thought, how much I missed Giant Herogen. I know. Giant Herogen, a quality to the first episode where we had Herogen, and never again. I want them to like be bumping their head on the on the door jams and stuff. I want all Herogen to be ten feet tall. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are there just not enough really, really big guys in Hollywood? I want arms and legs hanging off of bio beds. When you bring these guys over to Voyager, they just don't look right. They don't look right. Like, they, they should all be NBA players, basically. Yeah. They should all be retired NBA players sp- specifically. Yeah, that would be great. The healthy ones should keep playing, Ben. I, I don't know what you're advocating for. I mean, like, take a couple of pipes to a couple of knees and you got more actors to play Banes is what I'm advocating for. How dare you? <laughs> Hard pipe-hitting NBA players? <laughs> this is what you want? Um, Very troubling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now that you put it that way, I feel bad about saying it. I've got to get that latinum. Put your latinum where your mouth is. I've, I've got to get that latinum. Now I think we've just drunk gold. Boy, do I love a microdose gummy from Lumi Labs. I'm uh, I'm running low, so I'm going to head over to microdose.com pretty soon and put in another order. Microdosing is a technique I use to steer my mentals in a preferred direction several times a week. And uh, I just love it because you can really predict what is going to happen and to what degree it is going to happen because these are very low-dose cannabis gummies that uh, give you an entry-level dose that help you feel just the right amount of good. And they've been super loyal as sponsors to Greatest Trek and Greatest Gen, so I hope you will give them a try. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code SCARVES. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com. Promo code is SCARVES for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code SCARVES. One of the amazing things about making The Greatest Generation is getting to see all of the cool, creative stuff that the Friends of DeSoto make when we do a Code 47 episode. People send in handcrafted stuff all the time, and they send in their books, they send in paintings, they send in uh, crochet work. It's so cool. And uh, I want a few more of you to have websites to direct us to in those letters. I want you to put your beautiful work on display for the world so that when we get to look at it, we can tell people where to go to get a look at it themselves. And you don't have to know anything about building a website to build a website these days because you can use Squarespace. It'll look beautiful no matter what kind of device people are looking at it on. Hell, you can even sell stuff using a Squarespace website. Don't make your cool, creative project captain's eyes only. Head to squarespace.com slash scarves for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code SCARVES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Over in the ass lab, they collectively chart the course of this prey ship, I think we could call it. And Janeway wants to participate in this hunt. She's just as curious as these Hirogen are about what the deal is with these hollows. And she convinces the lead guy that they should come with. I just, I think she should be more curious why Seven of Nine towers over the Banes just as much as the original Banes towered over everyone. Right. It doesn't look right at all. I don't like it. It looks bad. Here's the hierarchy for me. Unexpected Hirogen height, flesh-colored tights. <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh, so you've really made your, your needs felt. Um, I mean, this is a bit about, like, how good the Hirogen are at tracking people that don't want to be tracked also. Right. So they agree to, to hunt together. Two ships are better than one. I love how in front of people, Janeway makes a command decision. And then in the very next scene in the ready room, Chicote and Tuvok are like, I don't like that command decision you just made. And here's why. There is a great camera move at the beginning of this scene. There's kind of that curved lucite in Janeway's ready room. And the cam- the establishing shot is of a reflection of Janeway in that lucite with the door uh, behind it. And Tuvok and Chakotay coming in. And Janeway looks all warped and, and weird in the reflection. And when they like she was grown in weird dirt. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Chakotay and Tuvok come in and they're like, hey, so uh we've got uh, something we want to talk to you about. Uh Tuvok, you go first. And Tuvok <laughs> says, We have reservations about an alliance with the hunters. And Chakotay's like, did you have to put it that way, Tuvok? I'm standing right here. Oh. (laughs) Janeway has a real hollows don't kill people, people who program hollows kill people argument here. (laughs) And that basically ends the argument in this scene. What she says goes. Yeah, she gave the, the, the Banes the technology to do this. She feels like it's their mess partly to help clean up. So uh, so off they are going to go, and it is not long before they are pulling up on this ship with the hologram people living on it. And uh, it does not seem to be in great shape. We don't get like a close-up of it, but it sort of seems like, like mist is coming out of it. Yeah, it looks in bad shape. It looks in such bad shape that the Hirogen are like, oh, this is going to be a great and easy kill. We're going right in there. But what unfolds on the view screen is something else completely. Yeah. Something's not right about this ship. It's got no warp core. It's got no weapons. It's got no signs of hollow life. You gotta have webs. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> Boom goes the decoy, 
and it really fucks up this Herogen ship. Yeah, they uh, they get knocked, and there's like explosions aboard. Their life support is failing, so the Voyager drops shields and starts beaming over the survivors of this attack. And just then, the actual hollow ship drops out of warp and starts licking shots at them. And it's this like tense ass moment where they're like, we can't put the shields back up because we're still beaming survivors. Do you feel like this is an unfortunate moment of like great strategy that is never done again? Like this moment is like, ah, these guys are good. (laughs) MO is that they're good. And I sort of expected at least with their ship, more of this. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's a classic terrorist move, right? Like the like small explosion in the in the bazaar, and then mm-hmm. when the emergency crews show up, the much bigger one goes off. Sure. Yeah, like you kind of want the bad guys, the, the hollows, to be like master tacticians for the rest of this. And yeah. I feel like they get less and less savvy tactically as they go. You know who's feeling less and less well? Me. <laughs> Are you, you didn't double stripe, right? Like you tested no, too? No, I, I tested this morning, uh, but I've been feeling progressively worse throughout the day. I did not test before the show because Jesus. it's too late, man. <laughs> We're on the launch pad. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> also, I want to say this. I think beer has more bubbles than than mead Mm. in my experiment in a way that is not the direction I want to be going. Yeah. I want to be going in a less burbly direction. Maybe we should have finished with the mead. What we should have had is more bottles of mead. We should have had more bottles of mead. Yeah. This should have been the mead power hour. I know. Instead, it's a mess. Instead, it's a mead power 15 minutes. Yeah. So during this attack, it's clear that the hollow ship is trying to steal Dr. Mark. And they do. There's this great scene where Paris tosses Dr. Mark his mobile emitter in order to like transfer himself into it so he couldn't be stealable. Yeah. But it's too late. It's too late. They got him. Like so many bedpans have gone through him this very episode. (laughs) That hollow emitter goes through his hand and he's gone. And he shows up on the other ship and it is a Bane ship that is full of kind of a little bit of everyone. There's there's a Borgs in the foreground. There's a Bajoran greeting him. Simon Tarsus is there. Uh, I noticed a, a Jem'Hadar. There's Roms. There's Klingons. There's Cardassians. To CSI Miami this moment, Ben, I guess Dr. Mark is going to a different conference now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's like star trek turned over the the costume and loaf toy box and everyone gets to wear one it's great it's really fun so uh he starts kind of protesting like you got the wrong man like you like they're like hey so we need a doctor uh fix all these like glitchy hollows and he's like that's not what I do. I work on flesh and blood problems. You need a fucking engineer, you idiots. Yeah, they're nothing alike, the medical doctoring and the engineering. He can't do both. Yeah. But he's invited to their infirmary to work on their wounded. Yeah. 
they're like, surely you've like repaired yourself a little bit. And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, a little bit. I like, I dabbled, but I don't, I'm not like Bolana Torres or anything. Sure. We don't get to conclude this moment before we're back over to Voyager where uh, Donick is the guy's name. Yeah. The, the, the wimpy Bane, the, the tech Bane. <laughs> Uh, and it, this is kind of a strategy session with him and Seven and BLT and the captain. They're standing in engineering, like talking about like how do we even attack this hollow ship? And they're pretty fucked because like the the hollow emitter, the thing that would be the thing they want to attack the most is like the most heavily shielded part of the ship. And Donick also admits in this moment that he is the one that augmented the hollows to be like a more cunning type of prey. Donick has the perfect excuse. One that's worked for time in Mimirium, Ben. I was just following orders. <laughs> this is what they asked me to do. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's fine. Hey, we're not mad at you. No, we cut over to the mess hall. If you're, if you're Neelix... Are you upset at all that this keeps happening to your mess hall? <laughs> mess hall S Field Hospital is happening again. I like that there's still a bowl of like, you know, garlic and ginger in in the window there. Like, <laughs> like they haven't put all the food away when there's a bunch of bleeding, battle wounded lying around on cots in there. If there's one scene where you really want the size disparity of the Herogen, it's this. Like, oh, yeah. what if you could only fit four Herogen in the mess hall? Yeah, this is, we had to bring them in here. There's not enough room in Six Bay, <laughs> given how big these freaks are. <laughs> Would have been great. Yeah. So the the kind of lieutenant of the Alpha Bane that we've been dealing with comes to, despite all of the burger all over his face, and he's like disoriented and, and is uh, asking what he's doing here and uh Janeway and Paris come in and explain like oh yeah like your ship doesn't exist anymore we beamed you out and uh you're the alpha now dog and new alpha doesn't like the plan on the table the plan that Janeway has hatched is like yeah we're not gonna hunt these guys we're just gonna go to where they are and kind of unplug them yeah. So that they're not a threat anymore. Because he's got like a he's got a real ideology about this. Like if if you're just turning them off, that's unsportsmanlike in his worldview. Sure. Uh, he wants he's he really like wants to treat them like prey and not like machines. And I really like that. I like that they needed to like come up with a conceptual framework in which they like respected the thing that they're hunting. Yeah. In this fucked up way. And so he does, so he can't go back now. Like, that's a Rubicon you can't uncross if you're a Bane. I know you don't want to do it. Do it. Coffee black. Make it yourself. I'm trying to help you see this as an opportunity to grow. Make it yourself. I love when Kate Mulgrew chooses to, as Janeway, kind of, I don't want to say code switch exactly, but she has a real, like, teacher in a film about a school in a bad part of town energy. <laughs> <laughs> where where she's like getting trying to get through to these people that like you don't have to fight your way through life. We can't really just unplug the enemy. Yeah, she does turn a chair around and sit on it backwards when she's talking to this guy. So yeah, she does dangerous mind a little bit. And also, you get to live in the mess hall until we resolve this problem. Now enjoy this Coolio needle drop. If you don't like. 
can leave you on the nearest habitable planet. Back with Dr. Mark. He is proposing a subroutine transplant for one of the wounded. And Kajal is the uh, is the Cardi in there, the Cardi female who's working with him. And uh, she's caught his eye. I kind of feel like there's something going on here, didn't you? Oh, did you did you detect tension between Kajal and Mark? I mean, maybe in this moment only, because that is not realized at any point in the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't hook up or anything. That would have been yeah. an, an amazing subplot. <laughs> I mean, it would have been such an interesting thing to introduce. Like, what is hollow intimacy? Like, yeah. What if they just blurp inside each other's bodies? Or uh, he plugs his USB into her <laughs> socket, and just like a human man, up, oh, gotta turn it upside down. I, I <laughs> got it wrong. <laughs> got it wrong. I always get it wrong the first time. <laughs> wrong hole. <laughs> They uh, successfully repair this Klingon. They slap him on the ass and send him on his way. It's great. The next patient, though, is a Starfleet, and she is in pain, and she's covered in blood. And Dr. Mark is shocked to learn that part of the programming is pain and blood. Like, the realism is a big, big part of this. Yeah. they uh, The Banes didn't want to have a prey that that wasn't suffering when they were being killed. So uh, so they programmed them to suffer. You get two hours in this episode, Ben, and Donick has no regrets about this. This is one of my problems with this episode. Like, he's the creator of this thing and only seeks to rescue or turn off, but he never feels the guilt associated with the suffering that he's caused. I agree with that, but I also feel like Donick has never in the room with it, you know? Like, I kind of wished that they'd found a way to get him over there with Dr. Mark or to, like, have a scene with Dr. Mark where Dr. Mark realizes who he is. Because there's never yeah, there's never a moment where somebody who has really, like, seen the, the truth of the situation, like... You can't be haunted unless you're in the haunted house, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm two tall boys of cider and a big of mead in now. We're, we only have 22 Jesus. shots left. Have you passed me two tall boys to one? I'm just finishing my Merton lager now. I'm trying to follow the, I'm trying to do a shot a minute, man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm finishing, I just might finish slow. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't want you to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I'm feeling the kind of guilt that uh, that Donick should have. That Donick should feel. You shouldn't feel any of that, Ben. Uh, I started the episode not feeling that great, feeling worse, but it's fine. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna live out in the studio, maybe forever. I, I this is what I do for this show. Yeah, like the show is important. People depend on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else am I gonna do? I mean, this is, I feel like this may be the, the time when you finally pay back the debt you incurred by skipping that one Coco no-no. You'll never let me forget that, Ben. I'm, uh, I'll no, be in debt this forever. is official. It's, 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 I, I'm, I'll never bring it up again. What? <laughs> That's all I had to do? Yeah. Get yourself uh, a real bad case of COVID. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought about calling in sick today, Ben. I thought about being like, Hey, hey, Ben. <laughs> My wife is really sick. Yeah. And uh, I feel like... <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I've caught it. That's what's happened. I don't think I can do the power hour today. You think I was going to do that? Wow. Wow. No way. You treat this job with a little bit more respect than you did your Costco job or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow i listened back to our thing where we were talking about calling in sick and i was suggesting plugging up one nostril that sounded yeah. terrible that didn't sound plausible at all it didn't sound believable it made me wonder if you had actually ever done that hell no <laughs> <laughs> i'm no ferris bueller i'm cameron that's what I thought. You're putting up a good game, being a guy who called out sick. You're a work sick, aren't you? You think I've got Bueller Riz? The only time I'm truly happy is when I'm sick. Yep. Hey, did you, uh, you said that this is a local reference for, for a local audience. You saw that news report that Cameron crashed his car into a pizza place in LA? Yeah, he, cr- he crashed his Rivian like on Halloween, right? Did you see that they boarded up the hole in that restaurant and they spray painted Save Ferris? That rules. That's great. <laughs> I just drove by it a couple days ago. It was amazing. That is fucking awesome. LA is undefeated for that stuff. Yeah, that that's great. Um so uh Mark finishes patching up all the hollows he can and goes to visit with Aiden and uh finds Aiden like in a Bajoran candle place praying like <laughs> I don't know what you call this shrine what kind of shrine y'all got I mean it's a real DS9 throwback to that uh Bajoran candle store that was on the promenade I haven't thought about that in years and uh yeah, yeah Iden's right there in the thick of it hey close your door if you're gonna do that yeah I don't want to walk in on that no that's nasty Roping his wax everywhere. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's so sticky because it's wax. (laughs) Why do you have all these gym socks in here, Aiden? My spiritual beliefs are part of my programming. Mark is like, okay, well, I did the thing you needed. Uh, Can you let me go? And... Learns a little bit more about Aiden and like what his origin story is. Like he he did not start at the training facility. He started somewhere else and has been like liberating training facilities as he goes. And, you know, he was radicalized by having to be killed over and over again by this one alpha and relive this horrible experience. But like he, he talks about like those those other hollows that are rising up against their oppressors and how like they inspired him. And now he's all about that liberation lifestyle. Try to imagine if this Bajoran leader was Ned Ryerson from Groundhog's Day <laughs> and he lived a life where Bill Murray's character just murdered him over and over and over again. <laughs> That's the picture he's painting. It kind of is. It's not good. Nobody in Groundhog Day remembers, though, right? They do not remember what happens to them. I have seen Groundhog Day many times, and yet 
I am constantly surprised by how charming it is because I do not remember the plot points. Every single time I, I get out Shazam and learn that that is in fact Sunny and Cher on the radio. And how charming is Andy McDowell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to pour tall. Here's the thing with these uh, these 16 ounce cans. Mm. If you want to pour into a shot glass on your desk, you got to go from up top. Oh, you're, you're doing like a like a long pour, like a Spanish bartender. <laughs> I have to when I'm pouring hot summer nights, the raspberry lemon blonde ale from Bald Man Brewing Company. This is my finishing move. This is the tombs, but. This is the tombstone pile driver to my sobriety today, Ben. No kidding. Cheers, guys. Chin chin. There are three things to remember about being a starship captain. Keep your shirt tucked in. Go down with the ship and do it. Do it. Smooth. So we got 15 minutes left in this power hour. Again, we've said this on past power hours. Don't try to keep up with us. Don't do this along with the show. We edit the show. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be synchronized. You're never gonna be synchronized. Yeah, don't do this if you've got a special person sleeping off an illness, suffering in silence. Yeah, waiting for you to not bring her soup because that's <laughs> not what she wants. <laughs> She's so thoughtful though. She she sent me soup when I had COVID. I know. Can I not send her soup? You can't. That's what's so fucked up. It's the asymmetry of doting. Yeah, yeah. It's not right. Well. Anyway, this Bajoran <laughs> leader styles himself as like a liberator. This is what he's doing. And he's uh, he seems interested in revenge also. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you know, like we brought you over here because we wanted to liberate you from your oppressors. And Dr. Mark is like, what oppressors, man? Like, I like my crew and they respect me and... It may have been a little bit uneasy at the start, but uh, at this point, I do what I want, and I want what I do. And Iden's like, man, you like you <laughs> fucking have no idea the gilded cage you live in, bro. This is the thing about liberating. I've been doing the liberation in private for a while, but uh, I'm ready to... <laughs> Press the envelope here. Ready to whip it out in public. And so uh -huh. we smash cut to like like POV running panicked through the Sears Garden Center of Dr. Mark and Bane's on the hunt and Dr. Mark like hiding behind tree trunks and shit and eventually meeting his extremely bloody and gruesome end. I think this might be the first time I can remember in a broadcast episode of Star Trek seeing like blood splatter into the camera like this. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a brutal death. You don't deserve to be taken as a trophy. <laughs> so I'll let you die here. It was exciting. It really felt dreamlike to me. Did it feel that way to you? Like, in the way that nightmares often unfold in a way where, like, you're running, but you can't escape. You're finally caught, but you can't break free. Like, I, I don't know. I have nightmares like this. Yeah, you can't fight back because that uh, chemical 
has come out of your brain that keeps your arms and legs from moving. Yeah. And and when those banes get you in into their arms, you can't break free. I don't know why the scientists keep making them. Yeah. So he comes to, and it's, it becomes clear that he's been schismed. What sucks is, like, he's killed and also made fun of during. Yeah. That's hurtful, right? This Herogen is, like, making fun of what a coward he is. Ugh. It's a bad way to go. And then you get the bends, right? Because he comes to, and, and he's like, why did you do that to me? And uh, Kajala and Aiden are there explaining that like, you know, we're all based on you. Like, the Herogen used you and your adaptability as a hollow as the inspiration for what makes us such tenacious prey. Yeah. And so, like, in a, in a way, they kind of, like, lionize him. You are not the greatest prey in the world. You are just a tribute. <laughs> they do say that. That's tenacious prey, man. Mm, yeah. Just fucking lay it on me. It's weird how there are two vectors of like irresponsibility happening here. One of them is uh is what's his name? Aiden. Aiden. But the other one is the doctor. Like the doctor could feel some responsibility for this, right? If he's the original that these copies are based off of. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. He do- he doesn't have any of the guilt trip that the captain does. Just in the like technology sharing part in this no. episode, but he's like, you know, like you know, you made your point, but I'm still like super grossed out. And Aiden is like, okay, I'll give you back to to Voyager. But they're talking about how like their real goal is we're gonna build this like cellular network of hollow emitters on the surface of a planet and live somewhere where nobody will fuck with us, and like we'll liberate other holograms and like create a holographic environment where we can all live in peace. And he's like, that's great. Like Voyager would be super down for like a, a weird project like that. We'll help. Like, what are you talking about? You guys are, you, you should have just asked. This is always the first episode of the cult documentary on HBO though. <laughs> like this sounds so familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I can just hear the Caroline Polachek soundtrack to this starting right now. I mean, the the colloidal silver part happens at the end. <laughs> All right, man, we're in our we're in our end run. We are in the last nine minutes of this power hour. I'm finishing this last one. Like, even if I'm behind, I'm definitely the kid in the middle school gym class that didn't run the mile the fastest and maybe walked a lap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm finishing, though. Okay. Uh, You Feel free to not. I don't want you to get sick, man. It's on the record that you have encouraged me not to do this. It is also on the record that I am doing this. (laughs) Okay. Of my own volition. (laughs) I, Adam Pranica of Sound Mind and Body, choose to get COVID. <laughs> Who knows, man? I might already have it. Yeah, it might already be inside your birdie. Maybe hot summer nights is just the way to kill it. Maybe hot summer nights is is the hydroxychloroquine of uh, <laughs> of the Biden administration. <laughs> this is certainly what Bald Man Brewing had in mind <laughs> when they gave us their free beer. <laughs> So this is like really intense cross cutting here because like we go from like 
Mark being like, you were so close to just getting the help you needed. Like, let's just go talk to Voyager and ask. And we cross cut back to another like plenary session where they're working on the strategy for destroying the hollows on Voyager. And so these two ships are like, you know, running each other down. And uh, it's hard not to feel like a disaster. Oh, oh my. Who, who, uh, a disaster oh. is in the making. <laughs> There's so few shots left to do. It's so great. At this moment in the episode, it's like, uh, you know how this is going to end, right? How all great cliffhangers on Star Trek end. The main deflector dish. Yeah. So, so they're they're getting their deflector dish ready. BLT and Donick have uh, 40 seconds to get it ready because they weren't expecting for the hollows to be heading right for them. Like they're closing the distance way faster than should be possible if this was a chase. Yeah. Uh, a minute isn't enough time to make these preparations. And so Dr. Mark has hailed Voyager to tell them to stand down. Let's do some peace talks instead. You don't have to shoot anything at us if you don't want to, or if you're not prepared to. I love Janeway being like, are you in charge now? Like, what What the fuck, Dr. Mark? What are you fucking doing? <laughs> it's great. It's great because we're with her in that vibe. On into the conference room where Dr. Mark is doing the diplomacy. This is... One of the weirdest cuts to McLaughlin group ever because they have ratcheted the tension in this episode up so fucking high. And this would, like, if this was airing as a one-parter, yeah. you can't have a meeting at this point in the episode. You just can't, guys. You know? I would love the hubris. <laughs> the sheer fucking hubris of Star Trek <laughs> cliffing a McLaughlin group. Issue one. <laughs> Big fun. If any show could do it, Star Trek Voyager could. They could. They could have done it. I'm going to encourage us to split this episode in two pieces. I think this wow. should be the first greatest gen cliffhanger. No kidding. I think there's too much here. Too much to cut out. Let's do it. Fuck, man. What do you think? Mm. How about new? Could be fun. I'm fully against it, but... uh. Wow. Going to get into a great big argument about this one, I bet. <laughs> Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.